From in the beginning to the musical apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. Why did the Christian deity change his old set of perfect laws? Why did loving your neighbor become the new perfect law? What changed God's mind? He said so himself several times that his original laws and rules were perfect, holy, righteous, and good. Then Jesus comes along and says that now this new rule is perfect, and all the old ones were basically saying the same thing anyway. Yet when I look at these old rules, I'm not seeing a whole lot of love your neighbor in there. Let's try and resolve a situation using these perfect laws that, according to Jesus, sum up to love your neighbor. What if a Christian lived next to a Muslim who tried to convert them? According to the rules set forth in Deuteronomy 13, 6-11, Yahweh's people are supposed to kill those who try to convert you to their false beliefs. Or what about the rules set up in Deuteronomy 17, 2-7 that says to kill all those who worship someone other than the Christian deity? His OG rules were supposed to be the top of the line. Can't find a better set of rules and regulations anywhere. Why then does the Christian deity no longer want these perfect rules to be in effect? Why did God change his mind? Or was it the progress of morality that banished these archaic rules and regulations that the Christian deity calls perfect? Let's start the show. Is there anything in the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? <laughs> Okay, so it took you reading the Bible to realize that those things were bad for you? Yeah, it actually did. I, I didn't figure this out on your own? No, Ted, Ted Bundy could be redeemed. God doesn't kill children. What do you think the Passover was? Yahweh sets up a whole system in the Old Testament where you slaughter animals just so he's able to forgive you. Today's special guest is podcaster, author, and business coach, Robin Graham. Welcome to the show, Robin. Thanks, Michael. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Oh, that's a good question. So as you hmm. mentioned, I am an author, I'm a podcast host, and I am also a business coach. Hmm. And my mission as far as business coaching goes is I work with Christian entrepreneurs, small business owners who want to grow a business without having to be on social media. So there's oh. a lot of a lot of people out there who really don't want to have to work and then be on social media as part of work. Yeah. So I help them build a solid foundation for sustainable success through things like systems, processes, automation, search engine optimization, mm. blogging, and all of the things that can feel really intimidating, but I simplify it so that mm. they can really shine, increase their online visibility and grow their business for sustainable success and a lifetime of limitless earning potential. <laughs> well, that sounds awesome. I mean, uh, social media is a pain. I, I uh, personally, I can't stand going there. It's a, it's a pool and, uh, it's hard to follow for sure. So if you yeah. found a way around that, that's awesome. Good job. Good job for sure. <laughs> nice. So tell us a little bit about this podcast of yours. So it is the Robin Graham show. We are a top 1% globally ranked podcast. Wow. We do episodes on, of course, business, marketing, strategy, all of the things that entrepreneurs need to know and I guess 
dive into so that they can mm. achieve success, right? But we and mindset as well. We do a lot of episodes on mindset, money mindset, just general mindset as a whole. We do episodes on mm. faith. Every Friday, I do a Friday Faith Foundations episode. And then we also do mental health focused mm. episodes. Good. Yeah. Mental, I mean, mental health, that's important for sure. I mean, we're all mm-hmm. a little crazy, but, you know, we can use that help. <laughs> well, there, uh, there really is no normal, right? There's no, no. normal. <laughs> yeah, no, there is definitely no normal. Um, and then if I if I see it, I'm not going to think it's normal. Um, mindset. <laughs> I love that mindset idea. How, how do you go about that with the mindset? So I believe that our beliefs influence our thoughts, our thoughts mm. influence our emotions and our feelings, our emotions and feelings determine what choices we make, mm. what behaviors mm. we choose, and our choices of our behaviors and our actions are going to determine what our overall outcomes and results are. Mm. So if we are in a place of unbelief, whether it is unbelief in God, whether it's Mm. unbelief in ourselves, whether it's unbelief in our potential clients, whether it's unbelief in the world in general and how good it actually can be, or if it is negative thoughts that are being generated by those unbeliefs, we're not going to be able to achieve what either God has called us to do or Hmm. what we have on our heart to do. Hmm. Interesting. Sorry, I'm just going to write it down. (laughs) <laughs> belief influence our actions. I love that. I love that. There's a, a thing I'm stuck in my head lately. It's the, uh, so you think, so shall you become. Um, mm-hmm. Marcus Aurelius, I think, it, I can't remember exactly who said it, but uh, I love that. I love that. I think that's such a great inspiration, honestly. Yes. And, and the reality is we really, what we focus on is mm. what actually comes about. So if you are mm. sitting in a place of negative thoughts, you're going to produce negative results. I like to use the example of someone who, let's say you want to set a New Year's resolution, which I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. I believe we should always just consistently every single day make the right choices. I love but it. There you go. <laughs> say, say you set a New Year's resolution and you wanted to lose 10 pounds. Okay. Huh. But you start out and you're like, okay, I'm gung-ho. I'm going to do this. And yeah. for day one, you get out of bed in the morning, you exercise, you eat right, you eat vegetables, fruits, you eat some extra protein and avoid, you know, whatever, the, the hmm. bad stuff. At the end of the day, you're like, oh, wow, I'm really sore. I'm really tired. That really wasn't that much fun. And the next day, <laughs> you don't do it. You go back into your old patterns. You choose to sit and binge Netflix instead of exercising Mm. and you lose momentum. And at the end of the week, your results Mm. are what? You've actually gained two pounds instead of losing a pound. And so if you flip that switch and every single day you set yourself up for success. So Mm. you get out of bed in the morning, you've got your clothes all laid out. You're ready to get them on. Mm. You start your day. And, and you think positively, you take the action steps. And at the end of the day, you can feel accomplished. So now you've made progress, you're building momentum, and you're going to stay motivated. Mm. But you have to make the choice. So then that evening, you can sit and you can journal, mm. or you can sit and meditate. And you can say to yourself, wow, I did a really good job. I feel really good about it. I may be sore, I may feel tired, but I'm going to, I know I'm going to sleep better and my clothes are laid out for tomorrow morning. I'm going to get up and I'm going to hit the ground running and do the same thing tomorrow. Hmm. It's all about making a choice to then do the next best thing, the next right thing to produce results. Yeah. Nice. 
Yeah, I know. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, especially the New Year's resolution thing. We don't do that. We just every day. I love that. Reset it, yeah. get it going. I love that. That's yeah. good stuff. Thank you for that. Um, so where does God fit into that um, with the right choices as far as getting up and getting the stuff going? Where does God fit into all that? Hmm. So I'll tell you how I start my day. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I start my day every morning. I've got to have my hot um, lemon water with a dash of sea salt hmm. and a teaspoon of honey. And I sit down with my Bible and my devotion. Hmm. From there, I sit down with my journal. And I start my day that way for a reason, because if I put God first, if mm -hmm. I put my faith in the forefront of everything I do in the day, I am going to call the Holy Spirit in. He's going to activate and he's going to guide me and share his wisdom and knowledge with me every single day so that as I go through my day, I'm making the right choices. Interesting. I'm not saying every day is perfect. I have bad mm -hmm. days. I have challenges in my life. I have obstacles that I have to face. But when I start my day and I and I focus huh. on what I believe in, that God has a purpose for me, he has a plan for me, and he's going to equip me and guide me every step of the way, I can face every decision that I have with confidence that I don't have to overthink. I have a counselor. I have a, someone that's going to guide huh. me and help me to make my decisions and move through my day in a positive way. And that's the Holy Spirit that does that. God, well, yeah. God through the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. So, if, yeah. I mean, I, I think that, um, so I'm a big fan of this woman named Pr Priscilla Shire, and wow. she writes these incredible Bible studies. And I'm doing one of hers right now, How to Discern God's Voice. And in today's lesson that I did, she used hmm. this quote, and I can't remember who the original person is that said it. So forgive me for that. But yeah, she said right. it, you know, in the, in the old Testament, people forgot about God. They questioned God. They doubted God in the hmm. new Testament. People questioned Jesus, doubted Jesus, forgot Jesus in our day and age, we forget and doubt the Holy spirit. But hmm. when you think about it throughout history, Throughout history, people have always wanted more. They've always hmm. wanted more. And in the Old Testament, she used this example, and it was just so powerful to me. Um, I get all excited about this, Michael. That's Sorry. fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just such it's just such a core of part of the core of who I am. So yeah. but anyway, so hmm. she 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 hmm. mentions this and she says, you know, in the Old Testament, they had all these miraculous signs, you know, Moses in the burning bush and, you know, all of these things that we think, gosh, if only God would just like tell me today at 1 p.m. or show me a sign at 1 p.m. today that this is the right decision. Hmm. You know, we long for these signs and symbols, but they longed to have someone with them always, someone to just constantly be in them and give them that confidence and the, the hmm. wisdom and the knowledge. And now we have that, but yet so many of us don't either understand it or accept it. And it's, yeah. And I think of it as, and this is all, I will be honest. So I grew up in the church, hmm. um, but I grew up in a very legalistic environment. So hmm. I was flooded with, you know, guilt, like you have to behave. If you're a lukewarm yeah. Christian, you might be yeah. spit out, you know, mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. of these, you know, very, um, legalistic views, like, and, and that's in the Bible rules. though, that, 
the, the God will spit you out if you're lukewarm. I mean, that is in the Bible. Yes, it is. It is. Hmm. And it's a fact. However, hmm. we weren't taught that what God really wants from us and what we have at our fingertips is a relationship hmm. with him. Interesting. He wants That's what he wants most? Yes, he wants to talk to us. He wants to communicate with us. He okay. wants us to talk to him, to communicate with him. He wants to be in a relationship with us. And that, if we if we think about that, the Holy Spirit is the avenue to that. The Holy Spirit is our hmm. is Explain our that. conduit. He's he's our conduit to talking to God. So, so without the Holy Spirit, we couldn't talk to God, or God couldn't talk to us. I don't think that's it, but if hmm. you, so if you think about the new Testament, when Jesus was getting ready to ascend to heaven and mm -hmm. he said to the disciples, I am sending you a helper. So the Holy spirit is inside of us, right? And the he's ghost like, inside of us. He's not a ghost. He's a person. Oh, he's a spirit, like he's a real though, Robin. He is. He is. He's a spirit, <laughs> but. But not ghost, a ghost, like a ghostly ghost. spirits. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll we'll go, I, I, we'll go spirit. I won't say ghost, but we'll go. Uh, so there's yeah. a spirit inside of you, living yeah. inside of you. Living but inside this, of and you. And the spirit comes from God, and we God. we need so this the Father, spirit Son, the Holy Spirit in the order Holy... to talk to them. Yeah, like, and it's not even Weird. like I believe that God hears anybody who prays to Him. One hundred percent, He will hear. But when you Allow yourself to have that deep relationship with hmm. him, deep truly relationship. trust him and believe in him. The Holy Spirit is going to talk to us. He's going to give us that guidance that God wants us to have. So he only if we have like that our, deep relationship. Not that you have to have a deep relationship, but first of all, you have to have faith that Jesus Christ is your savior. First, you, you have, have to have faith. faith. That this guy exists and that he's a savior. And then you have to have a deep relationship with his dad. And then the spirit will come inside of you so you can talk to them. Yeah, you have to be. Okay. You have to. That's a lot of Jesus work. Christ is your savior. <laughs> but it's really not. It's really, it's, you know, we went well, back. It goes all the way back to choice, right? Yes. And faith, faith is is having belief in something that is unseen. Right. So it's, God is unseen. But. Kind of like pretending that... it's there. It's kind of like pretending it's there. It's faith is, it's not really there. We can't tell. We're not really sure. So let's just pretend that it's there and assume that it's there. Is that where I'm getting here? Well, and I don't even necessarily like the word assume because I think over time throughout history, we have proof. We have proof that Jesus walked the earth. If well, you do, if you visit Italy if, and you do yeah. any tours of the churches and you see the relics and you, the power that is there. But I will say that I have experienced him in so many ways in my life. And I'm going to hmm. give you an example. Hmm. Go so yeah. I'm going to give you a few examples. Give one me your best is, one. Let's go with that. Let's go with the, the best example okay. you have of Jesus. For sure, that's Jesus or his spirits, ghost person. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> you're, you're a tough one you're a tough one um, okay so I'm going to give you this example my dad my father my daddy had mm. cancer mm. and I was very very close to my dad 
And I knew he was sick before he was sick. Not because I am some kind of intuitive or whatever. I mean, but I, but I knew because I have a medical background, I have a doctorate in pharmacy by degree. So, and I had done many rounds in oncology units, whatever. I knew Hmm. that his signs and symptoms were beyond what his doctor was saying. Hmm. And when he finally had the testing done that he was supposed to have done, yes, indeed, he had stage four esophageal cancer. If you know Hmm. anything about cancer, esophageal cancer, at least then, now they have progressed, but then it was like going through hell. Mm. My dad was this big, strong, big, strong guy, Mm. personality, everything. So I got to asking why. And my dad said, you know, it's really no different, Robin, than I wear a tool belt every day when I go to work. And this may stink for me, but I'm in a win-win situation. If I die, I have the the miracle of eternal life and I get to go Mm. to heaven. If I get the miracle on earth, I have a miracle of healing and I get to stay with you guys. But this tool belt philosophy, he's using me. And if he can use me to be a tool for him to bring one person to him, then I will have done my duty on earth. One person to Jesus? To Jesus. If he brought one person, my dad's philosophy was if Mm. I can bring one person to Jesus, I will have done my job on earth. Now, my dad brought more than one person to Jesus, but when he was dying, he brought a young man to Jesus, and that man was baptized shortly after my dad died, but my dad knew that was going to happen when he died, and I say, I tell you this story because when he was sick, I had ordered something for like home decor, Mm -hmm. and I call these God winks. I ordered this thing. I opened the box, and there is a plaque in this box that I did not order. But Mm. on this plaque was the Bible verse, Jeremiah 29, 11. So if Mm. your listeners know anything about Jeremiah, this is like such a powerful verse, but it says, I, um, (laughs) now I'm having a mental block. I know the plans. I know the, (laughs) I know the plans I have for you, (laughs) says the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future. I did not order that plaque. I called the company and I said, I didn't order this. I said, I didn't order this. Um, can I send it back? Like, can you send me a shipping label? What do I do? Mm. Um, I've had, she's like, we didn't charge you for it. She said, it was our mistake. Just keep it. Mm-hmm. It happens. Yeah. I, I was had that happen the other day. point in my life. <laughs> right. Yeah. But with that verse. With that my verse. Dad is dying. Yeah. I'm, I am brokenhearted. My dad <laughs> is brokenhearted. Like yeah. we're all struggling with this diagnosis and what we're facing. And I get a, a I mean, this plaque was three feet long. Like it was not a small thing. And I get a plaque that says that. But that's the same time my dad is dying. I'm talking well, on the phone with oh, him. Hold on, hold on, Robin. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. Hold on, hold on. Okay. I want to go back to that real quick. The plaque. So uh-huh. um, did God send you the plaque? Do you think that God sent the plaque? Yeah, I do. Why I do you think, think God sent you that plaque? Yeah. Because I needed that comfort. I needed the trust. I needed the hope. And that hmm. gave it to me that no matter what happened, yeah. we were going to be okay. The outcome was going to be okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Finish up. What happened there? And I, I believe 100% that God, you, God uses other people, hmm. um, signs, things like that, just like he did in the Bible. God they uses still happen people. today. Yeah. He does. 
If you, so, okay. So one more story I'm going to tell you really quickly. And I have well, had these things happen to me so well, many times. I do want to, I do want to finish that story though. What happened at the end? I, 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 like, did your dad get a little better or did he? He got better and then he died. And then he passed away. So he got that a little bit better, which is typical of esophageal cancer. Like you treat it and the, the tumors will decrease in size, yeah. but then, um, they'll end up growing again just because of the nature of the cancer. Yeah. So he did end up dying about eight and a half months after diagnosis. Um, mm. But we had an incredible eight and a half months. Good. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah no, that sucks. Yeah. I can't yeah. even imagine. Um, yeah, it did. It. I mean, honestly, yeah, it did. It stunk pretty bad, but. But you like, had those good eight and a half months, you know, and that's. Yeah, we did. We did. Special. And yeah, it was special. <clears throat> yeah. So. Oh man, I hate to ask this. Okay, but do so you I'm think... gonna tell you. Go ahead. Let me go just ahead, tell yeah. you two more stories, really quickly. Two more stories. Okay. Two more stories. These are, real quick. These go are ahead. fun ones. These are fun ones. Okay. So <laughs> I I'm a hmm. nut with lotion on my hands, right? But when I put lotion on my hands, I have to take my wedding rings off and hmm. uh, my other rings off. So hmm. we're driving in the car one night. It's pouring rain. We had to go to Target. Our boys were two and four at the time, and I'm hmm. talking on the phone to my dad because he was sick, and hmm. I talked to him every day. So he was giving me the daily update. Right. My husband's driving in the car. And as I'm talking to my dad on the phone, I take my rings off, put, put lotion on my hands. My rings were in my lap. I get out of the car at Target, grab the four-year-old. We go into Target, do our shopping. I come back into the car. We get home. I go up to my room to take off my rings and put them in my jewelry box. My rings hmm. aren't there. Hmm. Like, oh, no. I know exactly what happened. I panicked. My husband went back to Target. No sign of the rings. The manager mm. hadn't seen them. No one turned them in. I put an ad in the paper the next day. I take the toddlers with me, go to the police station. <laughs> then we put an ad in the paper with a $100 reward, right? Mm. Were the rings worth way more than that? Yeah. But at the time, that's what I could could offer. Yeah. The next day, the police call me and say, hey, um, someone came in and they said they have your, your wedding band. I was like, oh, really? Okay. Mm. That's awesome. We'll come get it. Do they want the award or reward? And they're like, no, they don't want the reward. They don't want you to know who they are, but they're giving this back. And I'm thinking, mm. okay, they've got, they're going to keep the engagement ring, right? And they're going to keep the anniversary <laughs> band, whatever. All right. But I'll take it. I'll have my wedding ring back. And the whole time my husband's saying to me, it's okay. We'll get you a new ring. It's all right. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That was blessed by the priest. I have to have that ring. Oh. So a few days go by. And on, I think it was Thursday, this gentleman calls me and he'd read the, the, um, thing in the paper, the, the announcement in the paper. And he says, I, my wife found your, your engagement ring. And I was like, really? He goes, can you describe it? And I described it. And he's like, okay, that's what it looks like. She works at JCPenney. You can pick it up tomorrow and bring the award, bring the reward money. Mm. I went and picked it up. I got that ring back. back. Mm. The whole week I prayed, the whole week I prayed mm. that I would find that ring. And I found that ring. Now, the anniversary band was a different story. Somebody mm. did find it and they called, but I was out of town and my husband didn't answer the phone. And by the time we called them back, they had, I think, probably sold it or whatever. So oh. I didn't get that back, but mm. I got the two rings that meant the world to me back. Mm. Interesting. And I don't, I believe that that was the power of God because huh. most people, most people who find something like that at Target, are they really going to go to that effort? What I don't know. More better though honestly is is you not losing the rings to begin with god miraculously putting them back on your finger or going through all of this hassle of trying to find it then losing one um 
I don't know. It just seems if, if me, I was there to help perfect. you out, if I had all the perfect, you know, powers in all the world, I'd cause you not to lose your ring. So you wouldn't have to go through any of that struggle. But would that, that have taught me a lesson in trust? Did you need to learn trust? Maybe I did. Do you Maybe still trust that... people? Because one of them took your ring. <laughs> I mean, I'm referring to trust in God. Like, oh, at that point but he didn't give you life, all your rings back, though, Robin. It's a material thing. He Okay. The one that meant the most. He I didn't give back. you your rings back and he didn't fix your dad's cancer. Those are but two things dad... he didn't do that you asked. But my dad's in heaven. With him. And I didn't pray for him to give my dad complete healing on earth. Oh, you didn't ask for God to heal your dad? I asked him to do what was his will. Okay. And my dad lived a really good life on did earth. Did you want him to live? No, I mean, you wanted him. You you had to have I been did. putting these I feelings did. into the universe, especially towards your God. God, I would like my dad to live. I am praying to you for him to. Yeah. So, and, yeah, and God chose did. otherwise. God chose otherwise with your wedding band as well. But to teach you trust in people. I think there's a better way to teach people. Trust in people. people. Not trust. trust in people. <laughs> or I mean, at sorry, that, trust in God. Trust in God. I think yeah, there's a better yeah, way. Yeah, at that, at that point. Um, but no, because of human no. nature. So, okay. Huh. So if you think oh, of it, like mm -hmm. God is, God has created us in his image. And he has given us so many incredible blessings. Like if we look in the mirror, we can... We have eyes to see. Yeah. We have a brain to think. Our neural pathways in our brains are so miraculous that we can actually change, well. change them. Like he created us so miraculously and so intricately. Half the problem but I have, though, is I can, thing. my windpipe and my food pipe are the same pipe. That's not a very good miraculous design. My eyeballs need things so they can flip them upside down or whatever and, and get it to do it the right way. It's okay, not really that I'm great. Say to you? No, On here's that. what I'm going to say yeah. to you. Yeah. There's this guy uh -huh. named Satan, the devil, okay. the enemy. Okay. okay. Satan. Gotcha. He takes everything good that God creates, every uh -huh. single thing good that God creates, uh -huh. he flips it. He flips and it. God lets he him do it. He is a distractor. And God it's lets him do it. God, it's not that God lets him do it. It's that so we God have watch. a choice. Okay. Of course we he watches, but we have a choice. We have we have our own will. We have our own conscience. Uh -huh. We have our own mind. We okay. get to choose what we believe. We get to choose what we do with the distractions. So let's just use the example. Well, Maybe you're having hmm. a really crappy day and someone's really on your nerves. And maybe they've done stuff to you in the past and it's just really hard to forgive them. Mm. And so now they do something really nice for you, but you can't accept that. Like you Why? just can't. They're so annoying. You can't just take oh. that good thing. I don't think I've ever had that you. happen, Robin. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that happen. Yes, there are annoying people, really? but if someone does something nice to me, they stop being that annoying person and they start to see them in a different light. 100%. Yeah. And yeah, yeah it's, it's... but, but. But just the logical way to go about cases, things. Yes. However, yeah. I think a lot of people who they look at something and they think, mm. Mm, I don't know if I trust that they're really, they really mean that. Some people, perhaps. Everything they've done in the past mm. 
has led me to believe that eh, they don't really mean that, you know, based on their actions before, yeah. based on the experiences that I've, I've had before, yeah. can I really trust them? Like we, we have skepticism, we have doubt and that's natural, but where is that coming from? Where is the desire not to forgive coming from? Where is the desire not to trust coming from? I don't have those desires. Though. I don't. Des I don't have a desire not to trust. I'm a very maybe trusting person. Don't. Maybe but a little think, too trusting. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> but, maybe you don't. But I think that if and maybe you haven't had the same experiences. Hmm. But I know some of my clients have had these experiences. And yeah. when you have been burned, or when they have been burned, sometimes yeah. it's hard to then trust someone else again. But my point being, if hmm. that person comes back, yeah, you can forgive them and move forward. But if you're not a trusting person because of life experiences, traumas you've experienced, yeah. the way people have treated you your whole life. Yeah. And these are real scenarios. I mean, yeah, no, so I probably shouldn't trust there. people, but you know, <laughs> there are so many people yeah. out there with traumatic experiences <clears throat> and PTSD that it is really hard for them to then trust. That's yes. just a reality. For sure. So you have a choice to act on that and do the work, do the inner work, change your beliefs, change your thoughts so that mm. you can then trust again and yeah. develop closer relationships. But you have Satan coming in saying, you're mm. not worthy. You're not worthy. They're never going to like you. You're never going to be good enough. Let's focus on that you're for a second. Overweight. You're I like that. Satan. So Satan comes in. He says all these things mm -hmm. and God allows him to come in. Now, I want to know how that works. Does God watch it happen and goes, well, if they call my name, I can step in and help. Otherwise, Satan's just going to be there. It's their choice. How does that work for you? I'm curious. The Satan guy. You know what? I'll give you a perfect example. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I have a tendency to get really distracted. Hmm. And I was doing my devotions the other day and I had had, I, I, I have a very tricky relationship with a certain person hmm. and over the years, it's taken a lot of work to make this relationship work. Right. Hmm. And I'm doing my devotions and this, this person just keeps coming into my thoughts, coming into my thoughts. Hmm. And it was really distracting me. And it was over something she had said to me that wasn't kind. Hmm. It was very frustrating. And I was trying to navigate it, trying to overcome it. Working really hard at it. And all these negative thoughts just kept coming in. Hmm. And I just stopped. And I said, Holy Spirit, help me hmm. get Satan out. I can't oh. do these thoughts. I don't want these thoughts. I want to be positive. I want to do what's right. I read the prayer again. Hmm. And I read it straight through. No distractions. No negative thoughts. Okay. We have to choose. So you think, so shall you become. That's it. You convinced yourself not to do it. And I believe that you personally did that. You have that power to do that, to stop it, to train your mind to do other things, to think of other things. I I'm don't. sorry, you do. You're, you're a human being and we all have that power. It's a I, great ability we have. The it takes power, work. It's a muscle. For me, the power comes through the Holy Spirit, though. Like, the I Holy believe Spirit. that wholeheartedly. I... It is so hard. Like we can, I, and trust me, I've done all the mental health work. I've yeah. had to. It's I've difficult. had to. It's not easy. Um, that's for sure. But I can tell you that every single day that I put effort into growing my faith and accepting the Holy Spirit in me 
and living as though Jesus and the Holy Spirit are in me mm-hmm. changes the way I think, the way I behave, the choices I make, how I treat other people. Yeah. And I've never t- treated people poorly. The I've frame always of been mind. a nice person. Yeah. But, but mindset. There I is like so much peace inside of me now and inside mm. of my mind from doing this growth. Yes, I've done the mindset work. I've done the thought work for myself. But it wasn't until I started really growing in my faith and my relationship and understanding we'll get to that. that the yeah. Holy Spirit has this incredible power, supernatural power. So what does I the whole to okay. tap into? What does God do while Satan is doing this? He's waiting for you to ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Okay, so I'm not a theologian. No, I just want to know how this works for you. I mean, how does this Satan guy work? Because he's a very interesting character to me. You've got an all good God who creates a bad guy and then takes the bad guy and lets him loose on his children. Okay, so first, he didn't create a bad guy. He, he didn't created, create Satan? He created Satan, but Satan, oh. Satan chose to go against God. God didn't know he's going to do that? I don't know because I wasn't there. God knows I mean, everything, God is right? all-knowing. Yeah. God is so, all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's omnipresent. Mm-hmm. So he maybe did. And he probably knew that Adam and Eve were going to sin and succumb to. Mm-hmm. But did he hope they'd make a different choice? Yeah. Well, he could have not created the bad guy. That would have been a good start. And then he, the trees, he could have not put them in the middle of the garden. He could put them on the moon. Well, then we wouldn't have have any stories, would we? And then, (laughs) (laughs) well, we do love our stories, that's for sure. But then he let the bad guy into the garden to set the whole thing off. I mean, he knew exactly what was going to happen when he let the snake into the garden. I mean, God knows everything. God knew exactly what he was going to do when when he made that tree. Why make the tree at all? And then God says, "Don't do this." Uh, How are they supposed to know the right choice? They don't even know good from evil. And then evil comes and confronts them and tells them something, and they he don't told know them good not from to evil. Do it, though. But they How don't know good from evil. They're children. They're children. He told them not to do it. Like I tell my children not to do things all the time. But would you touch? And a they hot still do it. Stove and I mean, it's no different. Like it's, no, it's a big difference. We, it's the cause of the fall of man choice. versus my burnt fingers on a stove. That's a fall of man. Burnt fingers on the stove. It's a huge it's difference. A choice. <laughs> it's a difference in the outcome, but it all comes down to choice. Right, but the, the, the stove serves a purpose. The stove serves a purpose in our house to cook food so we can live. The tree served no purpose being there other than to tempt man into the fall. No. Well, the tree was a source of beauty. It was a source of food. There was lots of trees there. He didn't need that tree. He didn't need that tree there. Come on, Robin. He didn't need that tree. He could have put it in a cave locked away somewhere safe. He could have closed off the garden so the bad guy couldn't get in there. And then we could all be living in paradise, you know, free of evil and all that fun stuff. But he chose. God chose to put the tree there. God chose to let the snake in. God chose to create the snake. God chose these choices. And I don't see them as good choices. And then the curses he gave afterwards are really horrific. I mean, and and pointless. I mean, if your kid disobeys you once, we're not going to punish them for life. I mean, they burn their hand on that stove. If they touch that stove, they're going to get burnt. But we're not going to punish them for life. We're not going to make their childbearing painful. We're, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty harsh. 
No, you know, and, and I guess if I was a theologian, I could probably come up with some really great responses to you. They right try, now. but they, they really don't, honestly, Robin. But here's <laughs> the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Hmm. Over and over and over again, he shows that he's loving. Where? And over and over and over again, he shows that he cares about his people. And he Robin. gave us Jesus. Like he Robin, you've read the Bible, right? Son. Okay, so where in there is he? There's this overwhelming love because I see kill these people, I'm killing these people. Um, okay, let's use Esther as an example. Stoning, disobedient children. Okay, that's a story of Esther. Esther Yeah, yeah, the story of Esther. What about? Um, He used her to save all his people. He rescued. But he drowned a bunch of kids just a few chapters before, or a few books before that. He drowned a bunch of kids. And then the, the, the Passover, he killed all the kids in their sleep. And so we're looking at the actions of the past, didn't... right? Okay. Can yeah. you trust someone based on their actions of the past? And I'm looking at the actions of God in the past. And I'm telling you. Every single time. And it's telling me that a, I can't trust him. Every single time there was a purpose. The people that denied him. The people that disobeyed him. Mm-hmm. The people that were given opportunities to change and chose not to change. The children of the flood were not given opportunities to change. The children that were drowned in the flood, the children that were killed in their sleep during the Passover were not given a chance to change. God did not come down and say, hi, I'm the real God. If you don't don't change your mind. Their parents So the kids deserve to die because the parents chose the wrong thing? I would never in a million years say children deserve to die. But that God was part of that his way, plan though, Robin. to keep the lesson. I, yeah. And I can't I can't speak to that. Yeah. Like, I literally can't speak to that. But what I can say to you is that I have seen him active in my life, in my family's lives, in mm. my friends' lives. This guy that I kills kids. I have seen him. This, this Old I, Testament God that I goes through. you can take that context. Like when you... There was always a reason. There was always a purpose. And I am not saying it's justified. I'm not mm. saying it's right. But what mm. I believe with all my heart is that he created the world and he asked for the love and respect in return. And when people did not obey, it's just he like when someone out. doesn't obey. And you can, I, I will say you can look at it that way, but yes. I choose, I yeah. choose to then also look at the positive and the good things. Where's and the I positive? I look at the New Testament and I look at Jesus Christ yeah. and what he went through to save me so that I can get to heaven. Why and did he have to do that though, Robin? Why did Jesus have to go through all of that? To show. To, to show, show what? That, he, that God was willing to sacrifice his son to save but us. But why? Would why did God kill his son? Savior? Would we believe there was a savior? Why do we need a savior? That's the, that's the, I think that's the root of it. Is why do we need a savior? Because Why do we need nature, Jesus? Because because of the fall. Plain and simple because of the fall. Because the trees because... were put in the garden. Oh, my because... gosh. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, are, Satan are was led in the garden. <laughs> are you a lawyer? Are you a lawyer? No. You're like my son. You can always argue no. something. No, but no, it just makes more sense. I will and say it makes me... that. Yeah, go ahead. I will. Here, here's what I believe. And all I can yeah. speak to is what I believe, what I've been taught, what I have read. Mm-hmm. And perhaps I'm a little out of my league because I don't have a theology degree, and I Me haven't either. gone to seminary. I just read the book. I don't. But I have seen over and over again, like I hmm. said, him yeah. in my life, and you I know that if I did him, not though. have, 
like There's you haven't no actually seen explanation. Him. There is no explanation whatsoever to things besides that God ha- have happened in my life besides that it was God. There's no way. And here's the thing: I Which would God? much I mean, rather believe <laughs> could be any God. God. It could be one God. There are false well, gods. There are false gods. There's three of them, apparently. You, no, there's one. Three and one. Father, three. Son, Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's a triune God. There's one. It's one God. That's three persons. One God. Three persons. So three persons. One God. Three persons, so, one God. That's the triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. How does that work? How does three become one and one become three? It's not mathematically possible. It doesn't make any sense. The Bible doesn't even make sense with that. And most Christians I talk to don't understand that either. But that's okay. I mean, it's it's your belief. Um, but I'm going to go back to the Jesus thing and and why that is a good thing. Why is it a good thing that Jesus had to die to save us from what God was going to do to us if he didn't? Hebrews 9.22. Hebrews 9.22, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. I forgive my children without shedding any blood. I can do that. I'm a feeble, sinful, <laughs> worthless human being, you know, according to God. Um, but I can Actually, do that. God doesn't think you are worthless, sinful. Uh, Daniel 9.35, I believe it is. Uh, all the peoples of earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of the earth. And that's what I see in the Bible is he does as he pleases. He does whatever he wants. It, it's, it's, it's really concerning to me, this whole slaughtering the innocent to forgive the guilty. That's how God chooses to do these things. He slaughters the innocent so that the guilty can be forgiven. I wouldn't choose to do that. That's not something I would choose to do. It's not rational. It's not loving. And it's not logical. Would you choose to slaughter the innocent to forgive the guilty? Nope. Yeah. But I'm not God. Good. Because, you know, you'd probably smite me right now <laughs> if you were. No. <laughs> so, well, uh, but you here's, know. so I will say we have yeah. we have a dear friend who is who's who is Muslim. And, hmm. you know, he said to me one day, he's like, why? He goes, if I started to believe in Jesus, he said, wouldn't that aggravate you that I was hmm. getting to heaven? And I didn't believe that my whole life and live the way he wanted me to live the whole life. Mm. And I still got to heaven. Yeah. Well, that wouldn't bother me. I'd mm. be happy as heck to see you there. Yeah. Like I. So I, forgiveness over. Yeah. So. Is it, is it a justice system? <clears throat> is it a justice system or a forgiveness system? I see a forgiveness system, such as the, the, the Muslim friend of yours. God's says in the Bible that he deserves hellfire because he doesn't believe, he doesn't love God, he doesn't, you know, accept Jesus. So he deserves the hellfire. But he can just, at the end of it, say, I believe, and it's fine. And it's fine. So I'm going to go to Hitler. That's a really horrible human being. One of the worst of us, for sure. Whole pot. One of the worst of us, for sure. But they could do all the killing, all the murder, all the crap they did, without any repercussions, because all they have to do on their deathbed is, oh, crap, well, I believe. And then they have to believe in Jesus. And all of a sudden they believe in Jesus and they get to go to heaven. So Pol Pot's in heaven, just living it up in a mansion somewhere because, you know, he he said he believed at the end there. So I don't see that as a forgiveness or a, a justice system at all. I see that more of a forgiveness system and just, yeah, you're fine because you love me. As long as you love me, you can do whatever you want. So that's the way I see it. And I, I don't see it as a very good system. Slaughtering yeah, innocence. You know- there's all these there's all these people in prison who have been murderers and they and they 
come to believe in Jesus as his most of them do yes savior you know weird how that works (laughs) but is it weird is it weird or is it God working or is it is it working is it an opportunity to transform lives in a way that otherwise wouldn't have been transformed so God works through people to do good things does God work through people to do bad things no that's Satan God has worked through people to do bad things in the Bible several places he has sent ruthless people to kill people. He has sent people to ass- sexually assault women uh, because they protect his people to protect his. <laughs> no, no, um, not, no, because he's upset at them because they didn't do what he wanted. That's why. Um, so that's not protecting people is to send ruthless people after them. That's not really much of a protection there. I don't see that as protecting. How is that protecting? If, if God sends an army to destroy me and slaughter my children or or wild animals to tear my children apart because he says that several times too because you know they worshiped other gods I, I just i don't see these things as loving or good no and i think justice. there's a difference in the the old testament god was a jealous god right we know but, that but we yeah. also know but we also know like when you look at psalms you know david is like please don't take your spirit from me they didn't have the the Holy Spirit wasn't in the Old Testament what he is in the New Testament. Jesus hmm. gave him to us as a helper. And I think you can look the 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 Old Testament was so much prophecy and hmm. so much that led to the New Testament. All of that that was so bad and seemed so ruthless becomes so peaceful and so generous hmm? and giving Where? in the new testament oh wait oh hold on robin no i'm gonna i'm gonna be thrown into hellfire at the end of it there's a whole revelation there's a whole destruction and blood rivers and yeah no it's it's still there it's still in the new testament as well for sure and jesus says he's gonna come down and bring his angel army to throw me into a pit of hell i mean that that's pretty ruthless i don't think it's it's as safe as you think it is <laughs> honestly it's it's a it's a it's a harsh book it's a harsh book um, with some harsh things in it. What do you think is going to happen to me? Uh, I, I don't believe. I don't love him. Um, I don't worship him. So what do you think he's going to do to me because I don't do those things? And you know what I say to that is? I don't know because hmm. I don't know if the fact that you were raised in the church, ah. you know his word. Once saved, always saved. When you see him. Face to face, would you change your thought? No, he's and a documented child killer, and I, I refuse to worship documented child killers, Robin. I have a problem with them. This is this is just a normal thing I have. It just it just eats me up inside. I can't, I can't, I can't. No, you, you've you've slaughtered children. I cannot get behind you. I don't care how are nice you your message is. Are you involved with the sex trafficking movement? Are you are you doing anything to rescue? Sex traffickers Am or I these children at the border? No, but I'm not an all-powerful God. God could stop no. it. God could send people over there to stop it right now. He could stop all but child trafficking. If you trafficking. really believe in this, why aren't but you taking action to help these children? Why aren't you taking action to rescue these children? That all these well, I'm taking action to do other things. That's not my department. There's other people taking action in that department. Good for them. Okay. I'm not. It's, it's not my department. I take action in okay. other departments. I help out in other ways that I am able to. I can't really I'm help just out that. Turning way. back your comment about all yeah. the children and how you can't for sure. Children, I didn't personally so kill them though. Suffering. Yeah, I didn't personally do it. God did. God personally caused the suffering of the children, and and I can't get behind that. Um, 
So did he, as far did he or did their did the choices that their parents made and their leaders made and their rulers made who who caused this? God we caused know. it. We who there. sent the vengeful rainwater? God did. God sent it because they were who not killed okay. the kids he in their sleep. He gave them the choice. He gave them the choice. He gave who? the adults the choice. Oh, the adults. The adults. To flip yeah. the conversation. To flip the switch. To do the right thing, and they chose not to do the right. Did thing. he show up to every uh, every uh, person on the planet? It was a big planet. Did he show up to everybody, or just the people around Noah's parts? And then I don't even see God showing up anywhere I, in the Noah story. Actually, Noah he talks to Noah, but he doesn't talk to the world. He says, "Noah, you talk to the world." Noah's one drunk old man. How how is he supposed to talk to the whole world and tell them there's a flood coming? Wouldn't that be God's department? Well, Get on a megaphone somewhere. Testing. We know that there were people that far outstretched. We, we know there were know. people. Yes, we know there were people. Yeah. So he didn't reach everybody, and he just drowned them. He didn't reach the children, and that's you know, I mean, if you're going to drown the planet, at least save the innocent lives. Oh, he saved some animals, but he drowned every child, puppy, kitten that was left. And I don't see that as good. I cannot get behind somebody who thinks that's a good idea. So if he came down right now and, and he wants to have that relationship with me, God comes down, he talks to me, he says, hey, Michael, how you doing? I'm the guy that drowned all the kids. Whoa, wow. Why? Well, because their parents didn't listen. You drown kids because their parents didn't listen is not a good excuse. I cannot get behind that. He doesn't have any good reasons for his things. That he does. And guess what? That's free will, right? You have that choice. You can believe what you want to believe, and I can believe mm. what I want to believe. Yes. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. But when and we put logic behind it, it I, doesn't it doesn't add up. It doesn't this loving logic. God doesn't add up. Faith, faith isn't logic. We know that. Yes. Faith, faith is not logic. logic. Yeah. It's it's a faith is a belief in something that is unseen. Yes. And I'll I'll say this, and th and this is how I feel, and this is what I will believe until the day yes. I die. I would rather have faith in God uh -huh. and have faith in nothing and be huh. wrong at the end. I'd huh. rather have faith in God and have an opportunity at eternal life than to have faith in nothing and be nothing. Interesting. I mean, and it's really that it really comes down to that for me. I have faith in nothing. I, I have enough nothing. proof in the Bible. There's enough proof in the Bible for me that he is real. I have had all of those touch points in my own life that he is real that I don't question that he's mm. real. And don't if he says it. to believe, I'm mm. going to believe because number one, I know the experiences I've had and how when I feel closer to him, when I am honoring him, when I am living according to what he's calling me to, I am a better person. I'm a kinder mm. person. I'm a more loving person. I'm a more patient person. I'm more worthy in my own self view. So you think, so shall you become. Yeah. And that's, that's where we're at. But uh, thank you. <laughs> you have been awesome. You have been awesome. I said, thank you. You've been awesome. Um, I appreciate this. These are not I easy hate, conversations. I hate the fact that I don't have answers hmm. to convince hmm. you otherwise. But all hmm. I can say is that I know what I believe. Yeah. And one of the beautiful things about being mm. human is that mm. we all get to choose the path that we're on and we all get to choose what we believe in. 
Mm. and how we live our lives. Mm. And if we're not doing bad things in the world, okay, I can accept that. Good. But I'll still pray for you. (laughs) I appreciate that. Uh, I'll send happy thoughts your way as well. Um, who, Who convinces people that God is real? Does God convince them? Does he come down and talk to them and say, hey, I'm real? How does that work? Because you're convinced that God is real because he's done you things know, in your life. This is interesting because so I had those seeds planted in me very early. However, I I swayed. I mean, I I was I questioned things and mm-hmm. I wasn't strong in my faith because I was it was so legalistic. And some of the same questions you've had um, I had when I was in college in my early 20s. And I didn't understand why things were happening. And it wasn't until I was older. And I think I was ready. I was ready. I was Mm. looking for something more. And I was ready to. To research isn't the right word, but to really dive more into the Bible, to scripture Mm. and really discover what that meant to me or for Mm. me, I say, I should say for me. Mm. And it probably wasn't until I had the experience when, with my father, that I really became closer to God. Hmm. Interesting. So he used that pain to get you closer to him. I literally just read this that, um, and, and it says in the Bible that, you know, we are to encourage other believers. We are to help them understand if they're living in sin and help Mm. them change their ways and Mm. turn from sin to turn from what Satan is driving them to as believers. Um, But oftentimes if people are not ready to hear God's word, if they're not ready for transformation in faith, they're not going to accept like they have to be ready to accept and the Holy spirit has to act. It has. And I don't know how this Hmm. works. I just know that I just read this and I wish I could think verbatim what I read. Hmm. Um, But of course I can't because I've probably read a million (laughs) other words since then. But, um, but it is, it's, um, I think it's divine timing. I, the only Hmm. thing I can say is it's, divine timing it's not so it's not the ones that have timing. the ones that have died atheist um let's go to hitchens uh christopher hitchens died an atheist spent all kinds of time around christians um wasn't convinced why did god allow him to die without being convinced god knows what it can take to convince us he knows right now if he said something or somebody said something what it would take for me to convince that he's re- be convinced that he's real um same with christopher hitchens so why did he choose not to uh, save him? Why does he choose not to save some people and let others or and That's save a good some? question. And I can ask him that when I get to heaven, but I don't Ooh. know the answer now. Heaven. Oh, well, I mean, you, you pray, right? I do. And you talk to a him. A lot. A lot. And you, yeah. And, and he talks to you through that? Yeah. Okay. So a little experiment. Can we do that now? And you can ask him a question and we can get the answer. That's not how prayer works. I mean, well, maybe work, we though? can try it. We can try yeah. it. I don't know if he's going to answer or not. But okay. I can tell you that um, 
I have had numerous situations where I've had decisions I needed to make and there is no way that the answers that came to me came to me arbitrarily. Oh man. I feel that way about my writing. It just comes out. It's like out of nowhere. Like, where did I just come? Where did this writing come from? No, that's how my writing works too, for sure. It's just thoughts. And I don't, I have no idea where these thoughts come from. Stephen King described it best once. They asked him, where does he get his all ideas from? And he says, there's a cloud, kind of like a cloud. And then these, these stories come out of it, or these words come out of it, or these characters come out of that cloud. And I like that. I like that scenario. So I kind of picture the cloud in my head, and that's where all those little storm idea, you know. Anyways. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah. so I'm not talking about like, in my head, these thoughts okay. come up. It could be, it could be that the Holy Spirit plants a thought into my head. Okay. It could be that someone else says something to me uh-huh. and I'm like, oh my gosh, that, wow, that's gotta be my answer. I have been praying for this. I've been longing for an answer. And then longing they give answer, me this yeah. answer that makes so much sense. And it's aligned with my values. I, it's not even about, it's not about just getting information. Uh-huh. It's about, does this information align with my values? Does it align with what scripture says? I don't like it, your own thoughts, it, though. I mean, it's it's kind of like your own thoughts coming to these conclusions and coming to these ideas. And then you put it in its, its proper place. And is this fit? Okay, that's a bad one. That's got to be from Satan. Well, this is a good idea. This has got to be from God. Or they're just your own thoughts and you're just cycling through them and rationalizing them. I mean, why not, do we have I to have someone else said them? Or if I've read them, they're not my thoughts. But if that comes into your Bible, head and they, they start to <laughs> produce thoughts and and, and uh, for sure. No, I mean, someone else I'm can say something. An answer, if I'm seeking an answer mm-hmm. and that answer comes to me through something someone else says to me, mm-hmm. or if that answer Adhere comes it to, to that. me That's through a, a Bible missing. verse I say, I read, or if, or something else I read, mm. um, that's yeah, so thought. you take that and you and you place it together, man. There's words, and you and you you form it together with what you've been missing. That idea you've been missing. You you there's words. I'm just failing miserably right now. <laughs> but you take that and you put it in your 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 daily life. The things you're struggling with, like that. The, the thing I keep hearing is the, the so you think, so shall you become. That was such a big thing. I didn't think that came from God. It was a podcast I was listening to or a book I was reading. Um, yeah, so it's a book, and then. Ah, but in Romans, in Romans um, mm. 12, 2, mm. he talks about transforming our thoughts mm-hmm. and moving away from evil to good, to, to change our thoughts and how we're thinking. Yeah. So, and that- The Buddhists did that too. I mean, what's that? Religion, religions that came before also thought of that. It's just, it's the human thought. That's where that comes from. We're just trying to figure this whole thing out. That's kind of where I see the Bibles. We're just trying to figure this whole thing out, and we've added a God to it to try and figure it out. And that didn't work out, obviously, for well, We didn't me, add a God but... to it. There was God at the very, very first sentence in the Bible, right? <laughs> well, you know, that's not your interpretation of it. We added the God. Uh, we created these gods. All the gods are created by man. All these gods. There's not one God that wasn't created by man. That's how that works. That's in my so mind. The anyway. big guy, the big guy started mm. it all, and then people... Yeah. He gave, he gave the people he created free will uh-huh. and a conscience. Some of them. Some the of ability them. ability to choose. <laughs> Do you and think we all have free will? Yes, we all have free will. Every knee shall Every bow? Every single human. Every, Every knee person shall bow. Every person has free will. That doesn't sound like free will to me. That sounds like forced. You get to choose. 
you get to choose. Now, your choice this may not every be in alignment with God is saying, but is he, is he holding it over you? Is he forcing your need to bow? No, yes, he's, he's going to force my knee to bow. Every he's knee saying, shall bow. And then he's going to throw me in hell. He's saying every knee shall bow to him. <laughs> However, you have a choice whether you bow or not. And if you don't bow, you will if be in disobedience to him. And then what happens? I don't know. That's his choice. And what does he do with me once happen. I disobey him? I don't know. That's between well, you and him. Well, he takes away my free will I mean, and he does I something know. to me. That's what happens. I don't know. I don't hmm. know. Hmm. He also hmm. has given us grace. So he also fair, the Pharaoh's heart, he hardened that one. He hardened his heart. That's not really a free will there. Um, he raises up but the that Babylonians. That was part of the plan, right? That was part of the plan. Killing children. Part it's all part of the plan. It's all part of God's plan. Robin, I can't get behind that. <laughs> That's his plan. That's a monstrous I plan. Robin, if you had a plan to kill a bunch of kids, I would tell you that's a bad plan. Don't do that. That's not a good plan. It makes you look like a bad guy. See, this is <laughs> I would where try I and stop you. Satan is coming in and Satan has come in and he's like, children, 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 children. He's telling you to, to pull the children's strings with her. No, and it's in general. I, I think it's like a horrible thing. I cannot thing. argue that the children, killing children yeah. is a horrible, horrible, horrible thing. Yes, I don't yes. understand it. I don't yes. understand it. But what what I believe as, huh. as a Christian, and it wouldn't matter hmm. if I was Jewish, I would still yeah. believe in God the Father. Okay. Even if I was Jewish, I would still believe in God the Father. There hmm. is so much proof that he exists. Oh. There's so much proof. I get and, to see it, though. And you can look at how many how many neurologists or neuro neurosurgeons or neuroscientists, like, yeah, brilliant minds, brilliant minds have not believed, have been totally opposed to the concept that there's a God, and then they come to believe, and it's like I've seen something both. has been proven. Yeah. I see and a lot of like, both, and 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 the, and the, and the yeah, well. We can agree to disagree on that. There's there's both. I mean, there's both. We get the scientists that, that do believe. You get the scientists that don't believe because of the evidence. I mean, it's just, it's it's personal interpretation. People for sure. who are like you, um, who absolutely did not believe and fought it tooth and nail, argued yeah. these points tooth yeah. and nail because we as Christians, like we're not, I don't have the answers because I have not studied that i only yeah. know what my experiences are i only know it's what's in my heart i only know it is subjective it's yeah. just like art you can find beauty in something that i may look at and think oh that dude must be out of his mind to paint that right but and vice versa mm. but all i know is that in my life mm. scripture has revealed itself in so many powerful ways God has revealed himself in so many powerful ways. And the more mm. I stay in the word of God and the more I stay focused on my relationship with Jesus and the more I depend on the Holy Spirit in my daily life, the better I am, the better, the better the decisions are that I make. I'm mm. a better mom. I'm a better friend. I'm a better person. I'm a better business owner. I'm less comparative. I'm less competitive. I am a better, more whole person that sees myself mm. as worthy, that yeah. sees myself as someone that can be loved, that sees mm. myself 
as an incredible being, not someone that I should hate, not someone that I am not worthy to be loved or any yeah. of these other things. Or spit you out if you're lukewarm. Me, yeah. I have been through. Mm -hmm. So I just know that to me, mm -hmm. it's real. And I would much rather believe in something that gives me hope and the possibility of a beautiful, incredible, eternal life future that is perfect, then not believe and risk it all. Hmm. Hmm. It just well, makes sense to me. I, I feel the same in way. In my logical, strategic brain, it just makes sense it, to me. Thank you. No, I, I <laughs> if appreciate there's a chance that. I can get to heaven, I want to go. That's it. Yeah. I feel the same way, just kind of opposite, though. I, I got rid of the religion, and I feel I'm a better person. Less judgmental. Um Less, more rational. Oh, see, now um, you're hitting on something. Now so, you're hitting on something. <laughs> what am I hitting? This drives me nuts. This okay, drives what? me nuts. And I see what? it all the time. Yes. If you're on social media, you've seen it. Uh, higher than, the higher than now people that call themselves Christians and they give the rest of us a really bad rap because huh. they are judgmental. We are not huh. called to judge. We well, are not called to judge. That's not our job to judge another person. Do people do it? Yes, they do. Why do they do it? Because they're making a poor choice and because evil is in the world, constantly lurking, constantly distracting us, constantly pulling us that way. We are not to judge other people. That's not our job. We are First Corinthians we are called 2, to love and serve. 15 through 16, a spiritual man makes judgments about all things, but he himself is not subject to any man's judgment for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. So that the spiritual man makes judgments. Uh, side note, 1 Corinthians 2.11, no one knows the thoughts. Of, oh, yeah. But uh, uh, there's there's places here it says do judge. Proverbs 30, uh, 31.9, speak up and judge fairly. Uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 1 through 6. To judge if fairly. Any what does that mean? Has, it's like, just a judge. I would have to go regardless. to my Bible and look at yeah. each one of these verses and yeah, see exactly yeah. what the context is around Of course. Them. Like, of course. God's not yeah. calling us to judge other people and, and then punish them or whatever. He, if that's you have not our job. 1 Corinthians 6. A couple, but you're reading a couple of different verses. <laughs> mm. There are other places that say, thou shalt yes. not judge, yes. lest ye be judged. 100%. I have a list of judge and do not judge right next to each other. We've got judge and do yeah. not judge. So we've got a contradicting so you have to say, kind of thing you here. You have to say both then, right? Like you can't just right. it's contradicting itself to win an argument. Right. You have to actually see no. both. Now, <laughs> yes. you also yes, have right. to preference the context around each one of those verses. Yes, and what, we what can do that. Is, what is the subject matter? What is the topic? Now you're cheating because you have something on your screen where you can see, and I have no reference here. I have a Bible. So. <laughs> I have a Bible on my screen. I have a Bible behind me too. But I, I mean, nothing. you don't have a Bible. Come on, Rodney, come on. The Bible well, says what without a Bible. It's up. I have a whole shelf of all these different Bibles. And I, but Good. my Bible that I use on the daily that's all marked up is up in my room ah, where I ah. do my Bible study. Yeah. This is my desk where I work. This is where I work too, my Bible me. study area. So have you seen my Bible? This is a, it's a little worked up. I've, I've, I've penned through it a bit, um, but we're out of time here, Robin. This has been so much fun. You were a great guest. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a blast. Um, thank you so much for your time. Uh, plug your stuff. Where can we find you at? Uh, the best place to find me is my website, which is the robingraham.com because you can access the podcast, the book, hmm. you can access free resources or even learn more just about me as a person. That's Robin with a Y. Just in case. Robin with a Y. Robin with a Y. 
Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Robin. We'll keep in touch. Stay safe out there. Thanks, Michael. That's all the show there is for you today. Thanks for listening. As always, you can find me at the Bible Says What YouTube and Facebook pages. You can also find clips of the show on TikTok under BSW the Podcast. If you like what you heard and want to help keep the recording light on, simply go to patreon.com forward slash BSW the Podcast and sign up to be a supporter of the show. Your episodic tithes of a dollar or more will get you early access to each episode by at least three days, stickers, shirts, and shout outs. That's patreon.com forward slash BSW the Podcast. For the latest events, BSW swag, including signed copies of The Bible Says What the book, head on over to the show's ever-evolving webpage at thebiblesayswhat.com. And no matter which platform you use to listen to your podcasts, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on the next episode. Until then, would you kindly pick up your Bibles and read them? Next time on The Bible Says What? Well, the, the problem is, is women stepped into that role. Men stepped into the, the man-wife role. And now the we problem. have the blurring of everything. And we, yeah, it is a problem. It's why, it's, it's why we don't know what bathroom to use. It's why we... Um, I know exactly which bathroom to use. The one with the toilet in it. Same as everybody yeah, else. Well, well, yeah, well, <laughs> it's pretty easy. I mean... Uh, no, 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 it's not when I go in with my daughter. You know, if well, I go it's not daughter, when you go in with your daughter. Well, well, you go in the bathroom know. with your daughter. No, just just saying that if I, there's a family restroom and I got to go with my mother or my wife goes yeah. into a, a restroom with my oh. daughter in a female's yeah. restroom. It, so is this going to be like gotcha language? No. Like, Not no, even remotely. I mean, I'm just I mean, asking questions. Aggressive and aggressive with you too, and nitpick <laughs> every word you want and gotcha. Or are we going to have hmm. a conversation that's real? So interesting. Okay, I, I want I want to exchange ideas with you, dude. I yeah. Want, I want to come on here, but you know, again, if it's going to be surgery of language, I don't think it'll be very fun. No, definitely so, not surgery of language. Here. So, do you, um, so in good in a good effort, could you understand how, why I wouldn't want my wife and my four and a half year old daughter with a man hmm. with a beard who thinks he's a girl in the same why? bathroom? Why would, would you, you not want that? Well, because as a cop, right? As a cop, I have seen bad things happen. Oh I've man, seen I've seen when people. Yeah, I've right, seen bad things right? happen all the time. Right, and that, and that happens from opportunity and exposure as well as wickedness, evil, or mental disorders. And, so you know, we should have, um, would you feel safer if there was a guy with a gun in the bathrooms stopping? No, I don't want a guy in the um, bathrooms, whatever, you know, oh, you know, I or don't, outside I don't want the guys bathrooms. in chicks bathrooms, period. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want girls in dudes bathrooms. Right. That typically what happens there is they're having sex. Right. Um, what? You know, so so again, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's not typical. <laughs> I guess it happens sometimes. Yes, but I'm not typical. <laughs>